When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Oh my gosh, you have found another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. I realize there are tons of podcasts that you can choose from, but here you are listening to mine, and I am super grateful of that. I started this show seven years ago and almost 700 episodes ago so that I could interview really cool people who were doing smart things. The whole idea was I would have access to what cool entrepreneurs were doing and how they were shaking things up and making waves in business. And along the way, we have had over a million people download this podcast and listen to these stories that people have shared. And today, I am really excited because we are going to talk about leading in real time. And let's face it, after the past 18 months, the world (laughs) has changed, the world is still changing, and if you are leading the way you were doing it two years ago, uh uh-oh, you might get passed by. So we're going to have some fun today. But before we do, I have to thank the first sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership teams. And in full disclosure, I work for Stanton Chase International. So if your team needs to make one of those strategic hires at the VP level or the C-suite, make sure that when you're looking to search firms, you have Stanton Chase International on that short list because we're going to be able to do things nobody else can. You can find me at the Stanton Chase website or at my own website, which is tomsinger.com. So today we are going to interview the author of a book called Leading in Real Time that's coming out next week. I mean, how much more real time can you have than interviewing the author just days before the launch of this new and exciting book? So Michelle Ray is our guest today, and what she does is she helps leaders get real, get over themselves, and helps them ignite the power of positive change. And in addition to this book, she's actually written another book. We'll find out a little bit about that in just a second. Hey, Michelle, welcome. Welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. (laughs) Tom, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so glad to have you here. So I know Michelle through the National Speakers Association. We both have been for for several years professional speakers who are out there uh, working with companies and associations to help their meetings have more meaning. And she also works with companies and leaders to do just that. So Michelle, before we talk about leading in real time, what was your first book? My first book was Lead Yourself First. Nice. So lead yourself first. So I'm going to make an assumption. I haven't read that book, but I'm going to make the assumption that that means that it's kind of that old story that we tell that you've got to put your mask on before you can help other people. So as a leader, (laughs) you've probably got to take care of yourself before you can serve your people. Is, Is that what the book was about? 
Yeah, there's a there's certainly a lot of examples of uh, taking care of ourselves. If you're a leader, to lead others, uh, you need to lead yourself first. And in general, my premise is that leadership is all about your character. It's not about your title. So we can all be the leaders of our own lives. And it's, of course, very apropos for leaders or anyone really who wants to do better in their in their life in general. So how long have you been in the consulting, coaching and speaking world? I, most of us were not born as professional speakers. So where did your <laughs> career begin? Ah, well, it's 26 years now, actually, since I ventured into self-employment and started speaking professionally as an independent contractor. That was my first break into the business. I've worked in the media industry for more than 10 years, radio, television, cinema, uh, all of that in Australia, a little tiny bit in Canada. And then my last full-time working for someone else job was with a non-profit organization. All right, so let's fast forward to 2021. We have been through a lot in the world of business and your new your new book is called Leading in Real Time. So what is leading in real time? What, what does that mean? What's, the, what's the, the premise behind this book? Yeah, well, leading in real time is all about understanding what is right in front of you and how to take the best course of action in the moment. That means you are now leading in real time because you can't lead from the past and you don't know what the future holds. So what you have is the now and there's so much change. We need to understand what to do right now. So when did you start working on this book? Did you start it before the pandemic and got lucky that the topic is so important to every single business that's listening right now? Or is this something that you witnessed over the past 18 months and said, I have to write about this? I actually, thank you for asking that question. I started writing the book uh, at the beginning of 2020. So there was already a little inkling something wasn't quite 100% right in the world, but it hadn't exploded the way that it did a few months later where there was no excuse but to sit at home and finish it. Well, that's the one thing. I have have a lot of friends who've completed books over the past 18 months and I'm like, darn it, maybe I should have done that. But you know what my problem was? When they said, go home, quarantine for three weeks, and we're going to flatten the curve, I believed them. And then they said, oh, it's going to be just another three more weeks, just another month. And all of a sudden, 18 months later, I'm like, wow, I could have written a book. I could have made like 65 online courses. Uh, I just kept believing it was going to be over faster. And so I think a lot of people probably fell into uh, more of my world than your world and, and didn't take a lot of action. And now things are lightening up. We, we have vaccines. The world's coming back somewhat, but we've got these other variants. So it's a little, a little choppy. So it's really important now for leaders and organizations to be doing what you were talking about, about leading in real time. So, so let's dive into that. Why is it so important? And, and what does it really, what does it really involve? It's really important because, you know, we, you know, so often in leadership, you know, we, we, we look at situations from our own vantage point, but the lens that we use to view the world isn't always accurate. And we have to now be in a position where we can understand and appreciate what our workforce needs more than ever before. They have a completely different paradigm about the world of work, about what is important to them, about the purpose of what they do inside and outside of work. And so as leaders, we need to be completely in tune with them because they no longer put leaders on a pedestal. So they're not afraid. They will speak their minds. And we know we as leaders need to know how to respond. 
So I was actually this morning before we recorded this, I gave a presentation to the senior leadership team of, of a growing tech company. They have about 150 employees. And mm. we talked we talked about this, about what employees and other people, it's different now. And we talked a little bit in our discussion with this team about this whole concept of this this great resignation, that, that the, the younger workers are willing to quit and go if they don't like anything about the company, if there's something about leadership that they're, you know, not on board with, they're just going to quit. They don't even wait till they have another job half the time, at least in like you're in my generation. You know, if, if we wanted to leave, we'd go find a job, then we'd leave here. People are, are just jumping ship. So it becomes more important for leaders to be, you know, really sort of, as you, as you say it in the book, ready, responsive and relevant. So let, let's look at that. What is what does it mean to be ready, responsive and relevant? And why do teams care? <laughs> well, first of all, to be uh, to be ready is all about moving your mindset from fixed to open. And without that attribute, it doesn't matter what you try to do. And this is what I think leaders often make a mistake. They think oh, we've got to find ways to drive change. You know, we've got to look for ways to stay ahead of our competitors. Obviously, very important aspects of having a successful organization but it has to start with you and it has to start with your mindset and one of the reasons people don't have success staying ahead of their customers or uh, you know being in tune with their workforce is because of all these biases that get in the way so you got to you know if you don't have a little ounce of self-awareness to say do I really understand whether or not I am attuned to what's going on then anything you try to do it it I think you run the risk of it not working. So ready is about your mindset, having an f- open mindset. Responsive is about taking massive, sometimes massive positive action. And there's a big difference between responding and reacting. So purposeful, positive action. And as I said, sometimes that can be massive. Relevant the simple definition for me is that we need to make sure that we are current, that what we are offering is pertinent, that it has significance and meaning to the people that we're appealing to. You can say that about a brand. You can say that about just about anything. And if it's not, if it doesn't ring a bell with me, then I'm not interested. And that can be a big turnoff very, very quickly. So that's why you need to be relevant. So I love these these three words. I think that the ready, responsive, and, and relevant. I think they're really important, and I think they are definitely something that's important in real time, as you would say. So looking at ready, just for a second, you talked about mindset. So one of the books that I recommend to everybody who I mentor and every team that I work with is Carol Dweck's book by the same title as, as that word, Mindset. And, you know, she talks about the open versus the fixed or the growth versus the fixed mindset. So why is mindset so important for a leader? And wouldn't we assume that all great, all, all leaders and companies have an open and a growth mindset? We all know that's not true, but wouldn't we assume that? We would assume that, but it's fascinating because there was a really important study that was done by Lee Hecht Harrison as one example on uh, how people in organizations perceive their leaders responding to transformation and they say 85% of them aren't ready. So whether we're talking about digital transformation, mindset mindset transformation, you would think that they have it. But in the very first chapter of my book, I talk about an experience that I had meeting a young woman on the way back from 
at, at an event and how she was on the precipice of leaving her organization because she wasn't being treated well. Brilliant, was taking care of a massive client for her for her company and they were running the risk of losing her because of the way that they were treating her. So, you know, there were very old-fashioned attitudes and biases and uh, she wasn't able to get through to them and they didn't understand the ramifications of those biases. And that is not unusual, unfortunately. And it's interesting that you talk about within a big company, you know, or even a small company, that there would be mm. these old-fashioned biases. I mean, didn't we didn't we put those all to bed 20 years ago? I mean, isn't haven't we gotten past those those old biases that might be glass ceiling women or not treating any employee right? I mean, shouldn't everybody have learned that lesson by now? You would think so, wouldn't you, Tom? But <laughs> unfortunately, no, that's not the case. And, you know, I did a lot of research on this and what it's costing organizations, as you said, of any size. It is one of the most detrimental things that we can allow to continue. And then people need to be educated on it. But of course, none of that is going to work unless they are open to being educated about it. So if a leader, either himself or someone on his team, needs to shift mindset, how, where do they begin? Well, they've got to start with themselves and uh, start becoming more aware of what is important to other people and why it matters to them. I have another chapter in my book. It's called Meaning is the New Motivation. So if you are able to determine what your purpose is, what your passion is in your business, you know, what it is you truly care about, and if that those values align with the, with the workforce that you're wanting to recruit, uh, it, it'll make the world of difference. So people are passionate about a range of things, and there's no delay... There is no delineation between what they're passionate about, whether they are at work or not at work. But if they're at work, they want to know that their employer values these causes too. All right. So the next word that was there was was responsive. And you talked about this idea of massive action. And yet Mm -hmm. some companies get scared by massive action. It's like, can't we just baby step our way through this? Do you think in 2021, baby stepping is going to work for anybody? Well, I don't think so, because I think that's the biggest lesson that we learned, isn't it, in the last little while that we were all, you know, caught, we were caught off guard to a large degree. And well, so, I if mean, anything, I, I, know, I know I was. I was too. I mean, people always said, oh, Tom, you know, you, you have this great business as a, as a professional speaker or master of ceremonies, but you should have other, other streams of income. You should diversify. I'm like, why? This has worked for 12 years and I don't see an end in sight. And I used to joke, what? It's like not like there's going to be like a, a global pandemic that's going to shut the whole world down. Well, apparently I shouldn't make jokes about things. Well, yeah, and I completely relate to you. And but but you know now when I look at it and the skills that I've learned. So we went on the you know, I had to take massive action. I had I had to decide whether I was going to or not. And if I allowed myself just for a short time to say, "Oh, you know what? It's it's just going to pass. It's a short-term thing." That wasn't the case. So I had to get on a major learning curve quickly and be open to learning new ways of communicating my message. Now, with leaders, it's exactly the same. They needed to learn how to lead remotely, how to connect with their workforce in a new way and come across as being authentic and caring and uh, be, uh, be available for people who are going through major anxiety. So they needed to rely on their leaders more than ever for their support. 
Well, that's one of the things I, I finally got on board with some massive action and I went and I got certified in as a trainer for another company for a group called the Trust Edge Institute uh, mm. and, and teaching leadership around the whole concept of trust. Uh, I started hosting in addition to this podcast, which which I own and operate, I now host three podcasts for other organizations, two associations and a company as their paid podcast host. And I'm actually looking to do three more. So I actually created this whole other line of my speaking business where I'm a professional podcast host. And then I went back to my roots and started coaching lawyers and others on business development skills and presentation skills. And so I had to take massive action and sort of reinvent my whole business because the live on stage speaking world, uh, wasn't there for a while. So it's starting mm-hmm. to come back and uh, I'm going to continue to do that. But, uh, uh, you know, it was, it, it, there was massive action to be able to survive. I, I called it being scrappy, but, uh, it was definitely <laughs> there. The, then the third word that you bring up in, in your three points is relevant. And with that, you talked about how you have to be really current. And that's how I sort of started this whole interview is yesterday is gone and we have mm-hmm. to be current today, but what are you seeing where companies aren't being current. Are you seeing people who, who who haven't got that memo? Yes, absolutely. And they haven't got the memo because they're still, you know, operating the way that they used to. And, you know, if, uh, if you just imagine, and I know people may not necessarily be out, they can't see me, but if you just imagine your hands are parallel, you know, and you've got, the, you've got your hands parallel. Well, that's how we need to lead. Uh, we need to we need to see, and if we we're in danger of becoming irrelevant, if we don't recognise that that is how we need to lead now. So that whole command and control style, uh, that's one aspect of it that isn't resonating too well with with the majority of people today. And just in terms of again using you know access to technology, incorporating it into our into our businesses, accelerating that that pace of technological change. That is what we need to do and listen to our customers more than ever before because they're always one step ahead of us. All right, I've got a couple of more questions for you before I let you go. But first, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves in business like Michelle Ray. (laughs) Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that many of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, you know, as we wrap this up, something comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about, all of this, it's, it's really right in front of us. So what do leaders need to do to be able to understand how to lead in real time? What, what, what are we missing? Well, we're missing, we're missing the ability to, to just let go of what we used to do to accept that things have changed and will continue to change, to be able to embrace that and be open to a world of new possibilities and to recognise that the human factor is more important than it ever was despite all the change that is happening. So if you are ready to be responsive and relevant and to know how to connect with people 
in an authentic way, then you will have success as a real-time leader. Well, I love that you just said the human factor is more important than ever because that's what I speak about and, and what I talk about. But also this this company where I was with the executive team today, that was the whole message. That was the whole discussion that we talked about was this idea that you know likes, links, shares, and follows and digital databases, they're all wonderful tools. Social media, our phones, all these things are great. But a like, a link, a share, and a follow is not a relationship. It's not the human connection factor, if you will. And people are still, maybe more so than ever in today's digital world, people are going to do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And while, yeah, that's a cliche, it's been said for years, I think it's more true than ever. So how do we get that message into the head of leaders? <laughs> well, I think that I think that there's some sort of a wall or there's some sort of a fear around being real. And uh, I think that when we can break down those walls and start building bridges to people and connecting with them, we're going to get a lot further. And I just want to say as well that I think people need to recognise that leading in real time is not crisis management. There is a very big difference. You know, we were thrown into a crisis and we had no control over that crisis. But when it comes to leading in real time, we have 100% control over how we, how we think, how we act, what we decide to act on within our own walls. So you can be the best leader you can be. You can create the best environment that you can. That is 100% within our control, and that is where we need to spend our time. God, I am so happy that I brought you onto this podcast. This has been such a great interview. Is there anything else that some leader who's listening to this right now, is there anything else they need to know so that they can run out and buy your new book that comes out on the 23rd of September, 2021. <laughs> well, I want them to, re to, to realize that this is pretty original stuff and that, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful tool to give you strategies to be effective in the now and to really teach you ways to be uh, more in touch with your people. And if you can achieve that, you're going to be set up for, for great success for years to come. And, and where can people find the book? The book is available at every single major online retailer in the world. Uh, I know it's been distributed everywhere. And uh, if you go to Amazon and you buy the book, you're certainly going to help my rate, ranking and my ratings. So that would be wonderful too. Nice. So jump over to Amazon, look for Michelle Ray, look for Leading in Real Time. And Michelle, if somebody wants to find you, maybe their company needs you to come in and give this message, or maybe they work for an association, they're looking for a keynote speaker, uh, you know, certainly one of the best in Canada and beyond. Whereabouts do people find you? Yes, I work all over the world and you can find me at uh, michelleray.com or you can find me at realtimeleadership.com. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here on Making Waves at Sea Level and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would I do this show? This is episode, I think, 276. We are, I'm sorry, 276. This is episode 676. We are closing in on 700 episodes and our seven-year anniversary is right around the corner. So thank you so much for being part of this little community. You can follow us on Apple, on Stitcher, on, on Spotify, wherever. Wherever you get your podcast love, you can subscribe and follow the show and you can leave one of those reviews. That's really neat. However, what I'd like you to do more than that is if you like Making Waves at Sea Level, be sure to tell a friend, tweet about it, put it on Instagram, 
Talk about it on Facebook. Go on to LinkedIn. Or more importantly, tell your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, whoever would benefit from this. Because every time I talk to somebody, I say, how'd you find my show? And they say, somebody told me about it. Word of mouth is still the huge, huge thing in the world of podcasting. So I would greatly appreciate that. So go out there, lead in real time, flex your business muscles, and make sure that your career ladder is against the right wall because you don't want to climb that ladder to find out you're in the wrong place. And then while you're out there doing all this stuff, have some fun along the way. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.